You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. The opinions expressed on this webmasterradio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers. And do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of webmasterradio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome to Springtime. This is Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm for Thursday, April the 23rd, 2009. It's Jim Hedger from WebmasterRadio.fm coming at you with Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. Dave, how goes it, man? It is, uh, it's going fantastic from what I understand being on, uh, on the western side of the continent. Uh, I'm uh, doing a little, faring a little better than you are in the uh, weather department, but uh, maybe you're actually better off because I've got to sit in a, sit in an office and and just stare at it, knowing that it's beautiful and sunny outside. And you know you have the advantage, quote unquote, of uh, knowing that it's miserable outside. And so you know whatever you might as well be working. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm I'm still stuck here in my Kafka limbo here in uh, Toronto, Ontario, and uh, Dave's out there in Victoria, British Columbia, and we have Brasco down in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. So you know. We've pretty much got the continent covered. We also have a crew that's just coming back from the Ad Tech Conference in San Francisco. So, you know, we have all four corners of the continent pegged. <laughs> Webmaster Radio truly is everywhere. Sure so, is. we have an interesting, uh, interesting show for you all today. We're uh, going to be talking news all day. Dave and I are trying to mix it up a little bit here on Webcology, and once a month we're going to have a show just simply dedicated to the news in the search world. That's what a novel I've concept. Been, 
Well, you know, this is something I've wanted to bring back to the network for uh, for a couple of months now. And there's there's no way that I think we can pretend to even try to fill Danny Sullivan's shoes when it came to the Daily Searchcast, which turned into the Weekly Searchcast, which turned into the Monthly Searchcast, mostly, mostly because Danny has just found himself getting busier and busier and busier as time goes on, especially as the um, Search Marketing Expo series grows and grows. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I've been wanting to bring a news component back to the network, and what better place to do it than here on Webtology? Indeed. So what would you like to start with? There is just a lot of it. Uh, so I don't even know where you want to begin or whether I should just I do, actually. A surprise news story that actually just came to me a few minutes ago, uh, courtesy of Johnny Brasco back in the studio. And this has something to do with... with one of our show hosts, Linda Woods, who hosts Affiliate Marketing Insider, which comes up directly after Webcology, she just signed an extraordinary deal. Now, I was going to leave this alone. I wasn't going to, going to mention it on our show because, you know, this would have been hers to mention on her show, except she put out a press release, and Linda, you know, that all love sister, that makes it fair game. But tune in to uh, tune in to Affiliate Marketing Insider directly after Webcology because she's going to have a live show talking about this mega deal she just signed with eBay. So Linda Woods is the founder and CEO of Partnercentric, one of the largest affiliate networks out there, and she has signed an agreement between Partnercentric and eBay to help support the more than 100,000 affiliates within the eBay Partner Network. Partner-centric will work with about a dozen eBay employees in the United States who are going to focus on top accounts, such as Earthlink and AT&T. And eBay is going to be throwing a lot more resources into their affiliate program. I think that's a phenomenal, phenomenal announcement, especially leading into the, the convention that Webmaster Radio is helping throw, affiliate convention in Denver on June 17th to 20th. Mm-hmm. Well, that is just great news. Absolutely. Could you imagine being an, being an affiliate marketer and have suddenly having access or enhanced access to eBay? <laughs> like, you know what? No, I can't. But that's because I don't know. I I can't imagine what a joy and opportunity, a phenomenal opportunity, um, she's been handed here. I, I can certainly see why she couldn't wait for her show and, and needed to put out that press release. Absolutely. eBay is by far the largest. Um, largest grassroots marketplace. I think Amazon is still the largest marketplace on the web, but eBay is uh, fairly enormous. And they seem to be working out issues around PayPal, which I know have frustrated eBay sellers. We've actually we've done two shows on frustrated eBay sellers in the last in the last six months. And I know issues around PayPal have frustrated people people working with eBay. I think that's gotten worked out. If you're an affiliate marketer Check out Partnercentric. You know, I suggest you do that uh, later this afternoon or maybe tomorrow morning. But check out Partnercentric because I think you're going to see some tremendous offers there. Um, and incidentally, about affiliate marketing, this is one of the few parts of the Internet economy that we can say without a shadow of a doubt that it's still performing extraordinarily well. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So I think that's a big announcement. I'm... I'm you know, a little bit, I'm pleased to uh, be able to be the first one to mention it on Webmaster Radio. And again, all love and respect, Linda. Sorry, how do you guys scoop you? Um, but you put the press release out, so it's fair game. Got a birthday coming up tomorrow. One of, the, one of the youngest and 
best-known search marketers and certainly one of the youngest search marketing millionaires, little Neil Patel turns uh, 24 tomorrow. Oh, God, I'm feeling old now. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that, that crazy? Is insane. When did we meet him? What was he like, fifteen or fourteen or something like that? When he was <laughs> yeah, when he, when he was calling us, like it was a you know what? That was about ten years ago. Yeah, he was calling yeah. us incessantly every day, just like picking our brains for information on search engine optimization. And uh, yeah, I mean, you knew when you were talking to him nine or ten years ago that he was going to be a successful and uh, and an innovative marketer when he grew up. Now, the jury's still out on when Neil's actually going to grow up, but uh, he's, had a phenom- he's had a phenomenal career. Um, speaking, of growing, and, and speaking of growing up and birthdays, I've got to put a belated in here. We missed it last week, I believe, uh, but on the 19th, I won't say the age, uh, but it was Mr. Boykin's birthday. So we should pass a uh, happy birthday to, uh, to Jim over at uh, We Build Pages. Oh, I know how old he is, and let's just let's just say he has one more year of pretending he's young. <laughs> that that can mean just about anything given our age. But uh, <laughs> anyway, happy birthday, you old hippie! <laughs> Wonderful. Um, so let's. Uh, what, what else do we, uh, or what else do you have on the uh, agenda for today, as uh, Barnes? Uh, some interesting news. Well, I just want to run through the agenda really quickly, and then we'll pick these off one by one. I want to talk about Twitter. There's been a lot of stuff happening in the Twitterverse in the last couple of weeks. Um, everything from Oprah Winfrey's triumphant entry to Twitter to Maureen Dowd's whale of a fail of an article in the New York Times yesterday about Twitter. I want to talk a little bit about SES Toronto that's coming up on June 8th in uh, Toronto, Ontario, uh, the city that I'm sitting in right now. Of course, I, I, I really want to talk about Affiliate Convention. I'm uh, very stoked on the Affiliate Convention, June 17th to, tw- to 20th in Denver, Colorado. We have to talk about Google. There's some uh, significant changes that appear to be happening at Google. Mm-hmm. We want to talk about Yahoo. There's some significant changes that we know are happening at Yahoo. Um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, some chaos in the social networking world uh, over at MySpace. And... Um, I was reading uh, Web Analytics World today, and uh, there's an article on an open source click heat map that if we can get to it towards the tail end, I wanna, just want to cover that because I'm really interested in, in click maps. I think uh, knowing where your visitors click on your page is half the battle to radically increasing your conversions. Um, what do you have on your agenda? Well, there's a, a few things I wanted to touch on as well. I, I was hoping to get a guest for one of them, so we'll just touch on it this week. I know we'll have them on next week. Um, I was reading over at uh, Web Pro News um, about uh, so some changes that are going to need to go on at uh, Google, but it's in, basically in their reaction to uh, malicious links and spyware and malware starting to show up. Um, basically in redirected pages uh, in their search results. So um, next week I'd like to, well, we will be having on a guest from Panda Securities. They did a a big study related to this, uh, and they'll be able to sort of walk us through. But we can sort of touch on that issue a little bit. Um, Also wanted to cover a little bit related to a court case um, and a a conflict of interest, and and hoping that this doesn't uh, cascade too much over to this side of the pond. 
um, but related to a pro-copywriting group, uh, Pirate Bay. Uh, some of our listeners may be, be familiar with that case, especially if they're, they're over uh, on the other side of the ocean. Um, Microsoft uh, blocking Google, uh, Google.com. That's always going to be an interesting one. Um, and uh, and uh, basically a, a post done uh, by James uh, and I. We're going with that 50-50. I'm about to totally bastardize this name. Uh, Svoboda. <laughs> uh, over at SEO Moz, uh, he did an interesting post sort of chronicling the past, um, and a, a few interesting uh, things that we discovered over at Search Engine Watch as well. They've released some some studies here recently on mobile internet usage. That one's actually a, a couple weeks old, but uh, we haven't covered the news uh, since then because we keep getting such great guests. Um, and the top ten search terms uh, was just released, and I think uh, we could touch on touch on some of those and and what they mean. And obviously, uh, as you touched on. Uh, Google's algo update, which uh, you know is ongoing and and very interesting. I'm sure we'll still be chatting about it next month when we cover the news in depth. Absolutely. Well, yeah. What, what, where do you want to start? Where do you want to start? You know what? I think I think you just put a cat out of the bag. Let's talk Google first. Okay. Perfect. Um, There's. So, what do you think? I mean, let's let's start. I know you have uh, some some interesting opinions here on. Uh, on Google, I would love to hear them. I think we. Wh- wh- where do you think we are? We're at here in this in this update. Well, okay. First off, clearly there's an update happening. There's uh, people who see that their sites aren't being validated properly as Google is recrawling all their sites. Mm-hmm. There's. Um, uh, uh, we know about Google trying to react to the spate of .pl, the Pol- the uh, Poland top level domain. There was a number of sites relating to autos and automobile accessories that when people typed in these keywords, they'd get these uh, websites coming up in the top ten. I'm not exactly positive how the spammers pulled this off. Um, obviously a very clever trick. Um, I haven't had a chance to actually deconstruct it, but I do know that our guest from next week from Head of Securities has. And okay, so when people went to these Polish auto sites, they were redirected to malware, spamware, and they were downloading spyware, and um, yeah, it became quite bad, and it became quite controversial for Google. And to Google's credit, they've reacted to it quickly, but in that reaction, things have changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, now, how do you think? Do you think this is creating, or, or maybe do you want to discuss what these changes are, or, or what you know at, at this stage, what we're sort of predicting and what we're seeing going on? Um, or do you want to cover or, or maybe discuss how this is impacting webmasters and, and how we should be reacting to it? Well, okay, at this point I think all we can really do is talk about how it's impacting people. I don't know if, if, it, if it's entirely responsible as SEOs, especially as like ethical SEOs, to, to suggest what we see happening. Because the way I see it, I think this is going to be a multi-level update, and we're only in the first third or first quarter, and incidentally, I'm just pulling that fraction out of my ear right now. I'm not, I'm not positive how many sets of updates we're going to see, but, but based on the chatter I've been reading um, across Twitter, over at uh, Webmaster World, um, um, you know, on people's Facebook profiles, etc., clearly, it's impacting webmasters in a, in a, in a fairly significant way. Um, the one clue that I have that I'm absolutely certain about, and this is the only one I'm going to mention because it's the only one I'm absolutely certain about, is 
Well, but taking a step back, we know that Google's, that Google's algorithm primarily works on the value of incoming links. I think webmasters should take a look at the age of some of the links that are coming back into their websites right now and reevaluate which should which will be considered relevant and important and which ones are going to be dismissed. In other words, if you went on a massive link building campaign in uh, say 2 years ago and you have a bunch of old links that have been, you know, may well have been quite successful for you over the years, I think you'll want to question um, some of those older ones. Are they still delivering the juice that they used to deliver? And they might have a high page rank. You might you might go over and you know, with uh, your your SEO for Firefox or one of your one of your page rank measuring tools, you might notice that that page has a high page rank. Although, I think you know, Dave, you and I agree that the page rank measure that Google allows people to see is really for entertainment purposes only. And <laughs> it's a bizarre shadow on my roof. I'm try- Oh my! I wonder what the heck that is. Bizarre shadow on the roof right in front of me. Anyway, uh, it looks like there's a human walking around the top of the top of the building I'm in. We don't see that often around these parts. No. Anyway, I, I digress. Um, <laughs> I think it's a shout out to the to the gentleman on the roof. Um, so yeah, I think webmasters might want to take a look at the at the age and longevity of links coming into their sites, and older ones. I don't think are going to be passing as much juice as they used to. You know, I'm going to tend to agree, uh, and I think I think you hit the nail on the head. I think at this stage we are early in their reaction to not uh, like a weird form of black hat. It's not the typical when we're just talking about spamming engines and, and black hat SEO, you know, normally referring to, you know, paid links and link spamming to get rankings, but not to get those rankings for specifically malicious purposes like malware, etc. Um, I think Google is having to react to something a little bit new here. Uh, I think your advice earlier was great in that it would be entirely remiss of us um, to go, okay, and here's, here's what you need to do to react. Uh, you know, I mean, the, the, one of the things that we're doing in reacting is, is just monitoring, right? Like, we're too early on to go, here's where it's going to end. So let's watch what's going on and see how, how quickly we can gather enough data to start to make that. But we're definitely too early on. I think you hit the nail on the head there. Uh, and a lot of what you're, you're noting and what you're thinking is, is going on regarding um, links, um, looking at, you know, we look, I know you do too, at you know, well over 100 websites and, and monitoring them and you know, different clients, and we know what, what link building we've been doing on this or that and watching which ones are going up and which ones are going down. I think you really hit the nail on the head there um, in regards to going back. I, I, I think we can agree, and I'm sure you're not saying you know, age link, you know, if you've got age links, they're, they're poor, but that it's important to go back and maybe view some of these and go, you know, are they still holding that weight? Are they still... Uh, you know, what are they doing now? Have I kept up? And I know last week we had on Rand Fishkin discussing a, a paper that they had done over at SEO Moz on link uh, building. And I mean, this ties in really, really nicely exactly with that paper and sort of doing this reevaluation of past activities you've done, making sure are they still valid? Is Google holding these? Um, you know, and, and perhaps, and this is just a personal opinion, I'm not saying that this, this is the way it is. Um, but perhaps taking a look at are you now reliant on your past links and does your current link acquisition rate and, and keeping up on this link building impact the value of your past one in that Google seeing a, a constant, uh, and again, this is just a theory, but um, it's certainly one that we have seen in a few sites where 
um, past weight seems to be uh, maintaining its strength in cases where link acquisition rates have been held steady, where, it, where now we're seeing bigger boosts than we would have predicted um, in rankings uh, based on long-term link acquisitions rather than uh, you know newer campaigns or campaigns that had a bunch of links may still on paper look stronger than their competitors, but where uh, there hasn't been a lot of work done recently and, and you know seeing them them slide down. Um, one other thing that, that we're seeing, um, and, and it makes perfect sense, but we, we've been seeing this getting more and more prevalent here before, uh, before this, this recent um, sort of update makes perfect sense that they would sort of engage this now um, or, or cert- certainly emphasize it now, um, is we're seeing sites that are having, and, and based on, on Google Analytics data, um, that are having stronger stick time, stronger uh, page views, uh, based on keyword phrases, starting to get the the boost uh, based you know in those phrases for phrases that they're they're having long stick times to. Um, the one thing that we've started seeing over the last month to month and a half is phrases getting docked a lot or or, or nailed down a lot faster um, where their stick times they may have ranked they may have a lot of links uh, but where the stick time for an individual phrase is not as high. Um, as we might like, say, you know, depending on the phrase, would, would determine how long they should be at the site. But, um, you know, where, where we would predict or where the competitors uh, appearing are probably having stay times of like three or four minutes, um, if the client has a, a stay time of like one and a half minutes, uh, we're, we're seeing a, a pretty uh, significant effect on Google's part on those, uh, which is great, makes perfect sense that they would use that to react to this environment where they're boosting up sites with long stick times. Because um, you know, you know, these are less likely to be malware redirects, etc. Because those aren't really built to stick; they're built to dump, and then, and then you know, they don't care what you do after that. So um, well, that's really clearly, all, all clearly the user seen, would find But I, I think it, well. it's important to note, and you were spot on. Going, it is way too early to say this is where it's going to end. We're still just watching here. Well, absolutely. You know what? Next week's episode is going to be most interesting because, as I said earlier tonight, I can't speak for you, Dave, but I know I have not had time to deconstruct whatever trick those webmasters or those uh, those, those spammers pulled in uh, with the with the with the Polish top-level domain um, automotive sites. But we do know that Panda Security has had time to deconstruct it, and I think we're going to get a much clearer view of how this trick was pulled um, next week on Webcology. Uh, I just got a message from Studio. They uh, they want us to take a break. We're, we're actually at 24 minutes into the show already, Dave, and we have a whole bunch of stuff to get through. So without further ado, I'd like to uh, take a break here on our show. This is Jim Hedger from WebmasterRadio.fm and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. You're listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm, and we're coming back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Affiliate Convention 2009 Denver. Free for all affiliates and all the information you need to know to grow your business. June 18th and 19th. For more information about registration and sponsorship, visit www.affiliateconvention.com. Hey, have you got the number for Jerry's Pizza? Look it up on localpages.com. Localpages.com. And what if I wanted a business number in Miami? Localpages.com. Can people find your business online? Be seen with localpages.com on every local listing in all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, Amazon, and Ask. With over $6 billion 
million quality searches a month and bids starting as low as one cent get connected with local consumers at the exact moment that they're looking for you. San Francisco, Green Bay, London. I told you. Localpages.com. List your business on localpages.com now and get $100 in free local advertising. Localpages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with ConversionCritic.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic tools give you the ingredients to create high converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit conversioncritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.conversioncritic.com. This is a test of the PR Web content and news delivery system. From PRWeb and PRWebAuthor.com, if this was a real release date, your story would reach more than 30,000 journalists, 250,000 RSS subscribers, and just over 30,000 unique websites. PRWeb can reach your target audience online, drive traffic to your website, achieve high rankings on search engines, and get your content on top news sites like Yahoo News. Editors are available 24-7 to help you optimize your content for maximum exposure to over 70 million people in the U.S. alone. If this were a real PR web release date, your website would have so much traffic, you'd be tempted to duck and cover. If you have an online marketing emergency, go to PRWebOffer.com for 25% off. PR Web, the premier online release news and content distribution service. SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm. Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Deagles. Hey, everybody. We're back here on Webcology, here on WebmasterRadio.fm. And I did not get my XY7.com commercial fix. I got, I got this problem, Dave. It's a terrible thing. I'm addicted to one of our commercials. <laughs> like, I mean, well, you, you've heard you the rap, the XY7 rap. We'll put it on uh, next break. Yeah, with, with Chuck, the SEO rapper, was, was gracious enough to record a commercial for us. And every time it comes on, I find myself doing this like stupid Numa Numa dance in my seat because, like, man, I am addicted to that commercial. In the cash, so there we go. Market and network is first place. Yeah. I cut to the chase. It's all performance based. Listen to what I'm telling you because this is what you better do. Join as a publisher and maximize your revenue. Turn it up, friend. We agree that money is what you need and need. You can get paid from sales and leads. Not one thing lacking. Don't get it cracking. Even from the state of the art tracking. Where did it start? You can do it a couple ways. 866 XY7 page. It's toll free. Tell me what you're waiting on. So log on to XY7.com. Man, I love that commercial. Hey, hey, Kevin and John, you owe me a drink. We just got your freebie there. God, I love that commercial. Okay, let's, let's move on. I'm, I, I'm enough of that silliness. <laughs> We're moving from silliness to sadness. It's, 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 it's quite a thing here on Webcology because we have to talk about, um, well, you know, this is terrible because they're not our favorite whipping. They're not our favorite whipping boy, but it just happens to be that Yahoo is in constant crisis. And um, they did their earnings report earlier this week. And during the earnings report, as a 
I guess, sort of a reflection of the, the, the crisis that Yahoo's in, new C- CEO, Carol Bartz, like, actually drops the F-bomb during a conference call. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Okay, let's, let's look at the numbers first, and then we'll, uh, we'll talk about what, what Ms. Bartz said and why she said it. Mm-hmm. So, on an earnings call on Tuesday, uh, Yahoo is, uh, they, uh, well, they lost money again. Net income, $118 million on revenue of $1.58 billion. That's down quite a bit. For, uh, for shareholders, that means you've lost $0.29 cents per share, or 78% of your dividends. Like, um, it's terrible. Yeah. So... Carol Bartz has been in has been in position for just just about a hundred days now. She's describing herself as amazingly busy. She's got three goals to make Yahoo uh, big again: globalizing the platform, investing into the ads business, and rolling out better products for the users. Now, Carol is extremely innovative. She took Autodesk back in, uh, back in the 90s. She took it from being a very small concern to a massive concern. But um, we've heard this before. We've heard about globalizing the platform. We've heard about investing into the, into the advertising business. And we've heard about building better products. And it's, yeah. uh, you know, this is, it's, unfortunately, this isn't very much new. Um, what is new, and I guess everything new is old again, um, Yahoo is going to do another staff reduction. This time it's a bit smaller. It's only 5%, but that means 700 employees, and they're going to be getting their notice in the next, like, 10 to 12 days. Now, I guess she must be very frustrated, and it must be very frustrating to be the CEO of what, you know, I think everybody agrees is still a powerhouse company. And then... As, as much as I might be downing on Yahoo right now, I do want to stress there's still the world's largest content network. You don't get bigger than what Yahoo's got. But Yahoo, over the years, has been run like a series of fiefdoms, sort of like uh, the like ununified Germany in the in the 17 and 1800s before before they you know they're a bunch of little principalities that are constantly warring amongst each other. And uh, so when she's when she was at, towards the end of the, uh, the the conference call with investors, she's talking about the engineering team and how people, you know, actually get stuff done at Yahoo. But the people who do get stuff done are crushed under the weight of bureaucracy, just layer after layer after layer of managers. And here's what she said: You know, there's you know, there's one manager for every three engineers there. So, to quote Carol Bartz. And um, warning, there's going to be a little bit of explicit language here. We have lots of people running around here telling engineers what to do, and no one's getting fucking anything done. And she says this is the middle of a middle of a conference call with investors. Like, so she's clearly frustrated, and you know, clearly there's going to be changes made at Yahoo. But you know, with with Google having seventy-two um, percent of the search of the search market space right now. Where where is there room for Yahoo? Yeah, well, that's I mean, and, and therein is the problem. And I mean, you you called it earlier. I mean, we're we're hearing this. You know, here's all the things that that have to be done. We've heard it before, and it's not anything that is you know earth shattering. Here's what we got to do. Well, we all know what you need to 
do. Um, whether that'll work or not is, you know, up in the air, and, and you know, you're up against you know Google here, right? <laughs> like, uh, you, you may, it's an uphill battle to say the least. Um, but now they've they've hit a spot where she's outlining we need to move forward with these, we need to develop these. They're losing five percent of their staff, right? So now they got to do more with less, and you know they've got less revenue, they've got unhappy shareholders, they've uh, they've got less staff to work with, they've got an uphill battle they couldn't do with uh, you know a lot more staffing going on there. You know, I, I think it's it's kind of the the writing's on the wall. It has been for a little while here, and uh, you know I mean I. I'm guessing at this point, or, or to me, whether they know it internally or not, um, they, they've got to just, at this stage, I don't know if you agree, but just really position themselves for a takeover <laughs> and, and sort of just, okay, prep yourselves for that, ready yourselves for it, um, you know, and, and get your stuff together to, to sort of make yourself essential to protect your own job when it happens because nothing that they're telling me is something I haven't heard from them before didn't work before now they've got less staff so i doubt it's going to work now well you know maybe they could like keep the good engineers and uh shuffle some of the managers um around or maybe shuffle some of the managers well to the uh no i don't you know i don't i don't want to say anybody should be made unemployed especially in this kind of an economy but it's i mean these days it's perform or die that's all there is to it uh, yeah. there is, there, there, there's, there's not a hell of a lot of second chances in an economy where there's a huge, a tremendous amount of talent. Uh, you have to have the drive and you have to have the successes or, well, you don't get the paycheck. Mm-hmm. Indeed. I think that's it for Yahoo. I don't know what else to say about them. Um, and, and don't get me wrong, I love Yahoo. Yahoo is very valuable. Yahoo, Yahoo is a great network to market through. But their house just never feels like it's in order. No, I agree. And I mean, I, I think you do, I do. Anybody who's been in the industry for, you know, more than five or six years is going to have a soft spot in their heart for Yahoo. You know, I, I mean, I had one for Ask, too. And I, I mean, I say had one because they've just, you know, lost lost that allure for me. Um, even even but, though the button's you know, I mean, back. At some point, Did you've you got to kind of go. Jesus back. You know, there, there you are. I, 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 lo- I love what you were. Thank you for, for, you know, really pushing this industry forward. But... Uh, your time has, has kind of come. You know, I'm glad. I'm glad you mentioned uh, Ask for a second there, because um, another announcement. I mean, we, we, we this isn't this is kind of going off schedule here, but Jeeves is back in the UK. Have you noticed that? I have not. I am. They brought, I'm happy. They brought the most popular brand character in internet history back again. You know, people still call it Ask Jeeves. When you say I'm working with Ask.com, they go, Oh, you mean Ask Jeeves? No, Ask.com. Who's that? Yeah. Well, they used to be Ask Jeeves. Well, why aren't they Ask Jeeves? Because they're Ask.com. Well, now they're Ask Jeeves again. That, that's a great... I mean, I don't know if you agree. I assume you do. I think it's a great move. That may just be my sentiment. <laughs> oh, I've always liked Jeeves. And, I mean, know, him, I him and I got really wasted together in, uh, in, in um, San Jose once. Um, him, me, and that sock puppet from, from Pets.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a, that was a great night. <laughs> Um, anyway, just I don't want I don't want to belabor Jeeves the point on Jeeves, but I think that they've made the right decision. They brought back a brand character people can identify with. Now maybe they could bring back some of them some of their crackerjack engineers and start being the truly innovative search engine again. And you know I think uh, 
I'm, I'm close enough to Troy, New York, that I can actually hear Lisa Barone going, yeah, bring it back, bring it back, because, you know, she used to be one of the, one of the greatest Ask fans, and justly so, because they were amazing until they stopped being. Now, speaking of stuff that is actually amazing, and that's moving ahead really quickly, I want to I touch on Twitter for a bit here, like everybody else in North America is right now. Um, some neat stuff's been happening with Twitter. Earlier this week, uh, they were featured on the Oprah Winfrey Show, which is pretty much the hallmark of, uh, you know, uh, American middle-class taste. Um, you know, when, uh, when you're mentioned on Oprah Winfrey, uh, that's like a killer endorsement, and obviously Twitter is a killer app. Mm-hmm. Um, I find it I just find it interesting that the mainstream is finally finding Twitter, and you know people might remember last week on or earlier I'm sorry on Monday on uh, PPC Rockstars we had uh, Guy Kawasaki basically defending the position he took in at SES New York that Twitter really is a marketing machine and should be used as a branding machine and the way he, and you know defending his use of it. That was, you know, probably one of the most controversial shows we've had on the Webmaster Radio Network for a while. Incidentally, the podcast is now up um, at, at in the PPC Rockstars channel, if, uh, or you can get it from iTunes or Rodeo, and it's definitely worth taking a listen to because, aside from dissing SEO and dissing search engine optimizers and dissing, you know, a lot of people in the industry, and I think, you know, if people do want to take issue with Guy Kawasaki, those are some places that they can certainly take issue with them. Um, I think he made very credible points on his use of Twitter and, and, and why he uses it that way. And um, I know for a fact that we've been using Twitter as a, as a marketing tool here at Webmaster Radio, and it's been extraordinarily effective. Indeed. And, I mean, heck, anybody who listened to our show two weeks ago will, will, will remember, which is also up for, for download, uh, will remember our, our interview with the Mad Men uh, and, and, and a great use in, in that field. There's, I don't think there's any... Uh, debate that Twitter has become a, a great uh, marketing and, and media tool. Well, Twitter is also apparently scaring the old media. And if anybody wants to take a, tri- a trip over to the Webmaster Radio blog, I was, uh, I was opinionating on an article that was written by Maureen Dowd in yesterday's New York Times. Um, well, Ms. Dowd landed an interview that I would give my eye teeth for. I mean, seriously, I would love to interview Biz Stone and Evan Williams, the two founders of Twitter, and I would like to think I'd do a better job of it because, well, she took a very anti-Twitter, a very biased approach, and she produced what I would consider to be a whale of a fail of an article. Um, she seemed very frustrated by the terse and sometimes smart-ass comment answers that Williams and Stones were giving her. I think she missed their points on purpose some of the time, and... Um, I think that uh, she was coming from a place of fear, really coming from a place of fear when it comes to the impact that microblogging and the Internet are having on the, the, what, we, what we know to be the, the mainstream uh, newspapers, uh, uh, print newspapers. Now, I'm of two minds at this. I'm, I'm, I'm really concerned about the impact that our industry is having on newspapers because I strongly believe in a well-informed uh, a well-informed polity. I, I think it's important that we as members of democracy are very well-informed, and you can't beat professional journalists for going out there, 
ferreting out stories, checking their sources, um, and putting out truly verifiable information. And, you know, as a journalist, I know we get it wrong some of the times, but we try really hard. Um, but without the traditional newspapers, I believe we're going to have a, 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 a much less informed society. And as somebody, again, who believes very strongly in, in participatory democracy, that really frightens me. However, just because you're scared of a new technology doesn't mean you turn your back on it. You've got to find ways to, to use it properly. And you know, so I think about what Marshall Simmons at the New York Times is doing and what Brent B. Payne at the Tribune Company are doing with Twitter. And I, I think it's phenomenal where they're, they're driving people to the online versions of their newspapers. But I recommend people go take a look at, uh, at Maureen Dowd's article in yesterday's New York Times. There's a link to it in the Webmaster Radio blog today. And uh, check it out for yourself. Don't, 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 don't just take you know, my humble opinion that she was way wrong. And, and uh, Ms. Dowd, if you're listening, or if somebody at the Times is listening, I'd love to talk to you about your opinion on, on Twitter as well. Did you, did you get a chance to read her article, Dave? I didn't read the. I did read your blog post on it. Uh, I haven't had a chance yet. Now I, I just just found out about it just earlier today, and of course I was looking up all sorts of news and, and stuff I like got. So I haven't had a chance to read it. I will certainly be doing that after uh, after the show when I have a little more breathing room. Um, but I'm looking forward to. It. I, I got certainly you, you wrote a, a very good good piece that, that I think Cole's notes did, but definitely uh, going to be worth a, an actual read. Well, Twitter rocks, and there's, I mean, it's not going away. As a matter of fact, um, more and more and more people are going to be using the medium. It will change the way that we, we pass information. It will change the way, probably even change the way that we communicate. However, this is simple evolution in society, and you can't turn your back on it. You've got to find a way to make a technology that may well threaten her profession. And then, you know, again, I'm very, I'm very pro-journalist. I'm very pro newspaper. I think it's important that we have a, a strong and well-funded fifth estate. I don't have any solutions or answers, given you know that every all the energy is moving online right now when it comes when it comes to ad spend and advertising. However, we have to find a way to push through this this transition and come up with uh, better ways of informing the public something we're trying to do here on Webmaster Radio every day of the week. And you know what? We're using Twitter because it works. Moving right along. <laughs> Unless you have anything else to say on that, Dave. You know what? One thing I, I am, it's, it's a little off topic, but it's while we're on the, uh, the subject of Twitter. I, I, there's just a little bit of news I ended up finding on CNN. Uh, it's a great little, it's, it's a phenomenal little advancement technologically. It happens to use Twitter. Um, happened back on April 15th, um, there was a post through Twitter, Go Badgers. Doesn't really mean much to anybody, um, as, as they call in the article. It could have been sent from anybody from the University of Wisconsin-Madison. Uh, they, they were having a game at the time. Um, about 20 minutes later, uh, there was another message through Twitter from Adam Wilson, spelling with my brain. What does that mean? Uh, well, he's actually just now developed, uh, well, there's been a couple of them, also uh, Justin Williams over at, uh, at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, have developed a technology that basically puts a cap on your head, and if you can't speak, as, as there are, you know, by, be it by disease or, um, or injury, uh, and you don't have the use of your hands, uh, it connects to Twitter and allows you to Twitter with thought. 
How cool is that? Twittering with thought. Twittering okay. with thought. He, he, he was thinking uh, the Twitters or, or the twits. Uh, and, and off they went. And I thought, you know what? I mean, there's, there's some, some weird news uh, about Twitter. There's big news about Twitter. Uh, but for me, uh, you know, I, I love anything that goes into accessibility. Uh, and, and I think that's just a, just a great little development. I, I mean, we can all see that this can cascade to many other things. But um, to give these people the, the ability to now communicate, uh, really communicate on the Internet in, in this way, I think is, is absolutely outstanding. Uh, so no. tip of the hat I would love to, to see uh, one of those. I would love to see one of those caps put on on Stephen Hawking's head. Who, incidentally, by the way, apparently Stephen Hawking is going to be okay. I was reading that oh, the good. other day. He, you know, he was rushed to the hospital earlier this week to ca- in Cambridge, but it was just a lung infection. He's going to be okay. Um, but we're not going to be okay unless we take a break here on uh, WebCology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. Got a message from the studio that we have to go to do one more break, so we're going to do that. But we're going to be coming back. We have to round out our show. We want to talk about MySpace, Pirate Bay, and I'm curious about Microsoft blocking Google. So stay tuned, folks. We'll be back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. WebCology. We'll be back after this short break. Affiliate Convention 2009 Denver, free for all affiliates and all the information you need to know to grow your business, June 18th and 19th. For more information about registration and sponsorship, visit www.affiliateconvention.com. Your company's website sucks. You know it. Everybody knows it. So get a to-do list to fix it. On Target, a subscription service from Future Now and Brian Eisenberg monitors your website 24-7. Analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It gives you a to-do list. It tells you exactly what to fix and how to fix it. So that more of your visitors do what you need them to do. On Target pricing starts at $1,000 a month. See more at futurenowinc.com slash on target. Hey, have you got the number for Jerry's Pizza? Look it up on localpages.com. Localpages.com. Well, what if I wanted a business number in Miami? Localpages.com. Can people find your business online? Be seen with localpages.com on every local listing in all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, Amazon, and Ask. With over 6 billion quality searches a month and bids starting as low as one cent, get connected with local consumers at the exact moment that they're looking for you. San Francisco, Green Bay, London. I told you. Localpages.com. List your business on localpages.com now and get $100 in free local advertising. Localpages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. Here's your bill. Thank you so much, guys. Hey, it's all right. I'll take care of the tab, Jason. Well, thanks, Dave. How are you doing so well these days? It seems everyone's in a pinch for cash. RevenueWire.com, that's how. RevenueWire? Yeah, RevenueWire.com is an all-in-one platform offering affiliates high-demand software from top-notch PC utility merchants. With 75% commissions, twice-monthly payouts, incredibly accurate analytics tools, RevenueWire is making me more money today than I did in the last few years put together. Even in this economy? Especially in this economy. RevenueWire has a ton of great products to meet the demand. I'm telling you, this network is recession-proof. RevenueWire, the recession-proof network platform. For more information, visit RevenueWire.com today. That's RevenueWire.com. From Fort Lauderdale, Florida, WebmasterRadio.fm. A service of new-gen broadcasting. We're everywhere. Market Edge with Larry Weber, Tuesdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, and on demand inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Deeds. Hey, 
friends, we're back here on Web College and Webmaster Radio.fm, and we really got to rush through this. So I don't want to, Dave, I'm afraid we can't have a lot of discussion on this next news story because we want to jump to Pirate Bay and Microsoft Google while we still have time. I just want to mention really quickly, there's going to be some major changes happening at MySpace, it seems. Uh, current CEO, Chris DeWolf, out. Uh, former Facebook Chief Operating Officer, Owen Van, Van uh, Nutting, in. So it looks as if we're going to see some pretty significant changes over at uh, MySpace, which, I'd like to remind people, is owned by the Fox Network. Sounds like a that door opening or a door closing. Me. I'm not sure which, but um, I'm not a, I'm not a personally I'm a huge fan of Fox. But it's good seeing some change happening at MySpace. It's been languishing for the last year or so. Um, Dave, we, I, I, let's move really quickly because I don't. The, none of these stories about DeWolf or Van Nutting are uh, absolutely confirmed yet, but I'm pretty sure this is going to be happening. Pirate Bay, over there in Sweden. My goodness. Indeed. Uh, well, they uh, obviously they, there was an arrest. Uh, there was a trial. Um, they they were found, not surprisingly, guilty. Fined. I think it was something like 3.2 million. Uh, year in jail. So really a, a pretty light sentence. Um, obviously, their, their revenues were much higher than that. I, you know, I saw a picture of, of one of them uh, who who'd just written when, when it was delivered, uh, holding up a little sign with an IOU $3.2 million <laughs> to, to them. Yeah, that, that Not much. They donated some of their servers now to a museum, just uh, you know, museum of history over there. But the, the big news uh, out of there uh, that uh, well, just came to my attention today over on, uh, on the register.co.uk um, is that as it turns out, um, the judge over there, Thomas Nordstrom, uh, is part of the exact same pro-copyright group as the industry representatives that were being called on uh, in, in this trial are from. So, of course, now this creates an, an enormous you know, conflict of interest. <laughs> Basically, everything that, that has been going on over there uh, in regards to this trial uh, it just it just doesn't hold any any weight anymore. I mean, you know, no matter what side are you, you're you're sitting here on this argument, and is this okay, and 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 is this not? I mean, I think everybody can agree that you know, yes, I understand why copyrights are there, blah blah blah. But <laughs> when it comes to the law uh, and to and to the idea of fair trial, which I think we can all agree is fairly important, probably not not great to have that kind of bias. Uh, that's it. That is just incredible. <laughs> I, I I believe you, but I don't believe it. Like that's, I know. The, the I, you you think they'd have figured that out group. before uh, the trial closed. But anyways, that's that's the big news out of out of that one today. So all of this, I think, is you know we're going back back to trial on it. So there'll be there'll be more for us to watch, and you know <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, okay. Speaking of things that you can't really believe. Uh, and I know okay. we've probably only got a couple minutes left here, so I'm just going to jump straight to it. And you brought it up before we went to commercial break. Uh, Microsoft uh, blocking Google. Now, I just found out about this morning. I haven't had a chance to install it, but again, this is on the Register Co. UK. Uh, John Ozimek, I'm again, I probably have entirely bastardized that name, uh, installed Microsoft's Family Safe Filter. Um, over there, wants to protect his family from the violent extreme websites, such as, as he points it out, uh, Google. As soon as he turned it on, uh, Google got blocked, put it on its lowest level. Google got blocked, turned it off. Uh, voila, he can he can go back to Google. 
Um, now, the Microsoft official stand on this story was, yeah, when it comes to these kind of you know generic sites like that, um, you have to opt into them. There's a checkbox in the options. You can opt into these things because we want to make sure your kids aren't using you know these defined um, you know malicious resources or you know find things that you wouldn't wouldn't approve of. However, uh, Live.com <laughs> does show up. <laughs> so um, you know. No, I don't really? agree. I mean, as he points out in the story, though, Microsoft's motto isn't "Don't be evil," so it's all okay. Wow. We okay. We have we have three minutes left. Um, that's just incredible. You get to opt in on that, like, and and the opt in. By the way, the opt in form is found in a filing cabinet in the lower level of your local town hall, hidden behind a mop and bucket. Um, <laughs> Just incredible. That's trying to trying to riff off the checkers guide there. Just incredible. Um, note to uh, note to Microsoft: Don't be dumbasses. Wow. Indeed, indeed. I mean, that's just so blatant that it's ridiculous. Okay, um, we're not going to be able to talk about SES Toronto, which is coming up on June eighth in Toronto, Ontario, at the Sheridan Center. And we're not going to like you're still going to be in Toronto at that point, so that's cool. You're going to be here. Oh, actually, no. I think it looks like you're still going to be there because I don't. Uh, <laughs> just been yeah, there I, don't, I don't really want to talk about that too much. But yes, it looks like I'll still be here, in, but it'll be warm then, so it'll be good. Um, and also, affiliate convention friends, go to affiliateconvention.com, register now, and you win a chance to get a free trip, courtesy of WebmasterRadio.fm, to Denver. From June seventeenth, twentieth, we're gonna get, we're gonna get you a flight there. We're gonna get you booked into a great hotel room, and we're gonna get you a pass to the affiliate convention. And anybody who's uh, who's in the industry, uh, whether they're an affiliate or an SEO or an SEM or a social media marketer, this is a place to be. A place to get some great information. A place to do some great networking right at the grassroots level. This isn't about affiliate networks. This is about affiliate marketers. The people who actually put in the elbow, the elbow grease, the guys who do the work, um, and which is why anyone who can prove they're, if they're a working affiliate, they're going to get in for free. And you don't—that's my favorite four-letter F word, eh? Free. And uh, unlike Carol Barnes, um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Carol. And uh, and um, get into get into get in for free. Come to affiliate, affiliateconvention.com. Check it out. Dave, I'm afraid we have to go. I want to remind people to stick around and listen to Stick Around the Network because Affiliate Marketing Insider with Linda Woods is coming up, and her guest is going to be William Martin Gill, Director of Internet Marketing at eBay. They're going to be talking about that incredible, incredible deal that eBay and PartnerCentric signed. Um, but on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from WebmasterRadio.fm. This has been a fun version of Webcology today. we got the USA Radio Network news coming up next. Friends, stay tuned to the network. We have amazing content coming up all day long. Mm-hmm.